Welcome, everyone, to the Uppy and Sash podcast. I'm your host, Uppy. Uh, with me, uh, we got two uh, missing guests from from a while now. Uh, we have Chitty. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. How are you? I'm doing great. Kind of here, kind of not. To my left, Mrs. Uppy is still awake on a Friday night. Um, <laughs> How about that? <laughs> did you hear that? How about that? Um, Mrs. Uppy is in between jobs. So this has been like her like vacation week. Um, so congratulations, Mrs. Uppy, on the new gig. And also, she's been living her best life, just not having the responsibility of uh, a job that is toxic and treats her like shit. So she's... She's just been in peak form. Um, Chitty, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, I'm drinking whiskey. Um, whiskey on ice. The same as my guest appearance last week. <laughs> um, but I'm going to cheers to that, you know, not, you know, f- you know, not working for toxic places and, mm-hmm. you know, knowing your worth. Um, definitely cheers to that. I think that's something that we, we all should take a little little note on is that we I think we all kind of get into this mindset of work that we owe our employer something. Yeah. Um we only owe things to ourselves and our families. Exactly. I mean we, we don't in this country prioritize mental health enough. And uh this is definitely one of those moments of getting to prioritize that. And like you said, we don't owe no one anything. So I have to say it felt really good because I only spoke to HR about putting in my notice. I didn't even speak to my supervisors, my shift leads. I just said, okay, bye. And I left. I did that when I left my school district two years ago. It was quite (laughs) nice. It felt so good. (laughs) I said, I like you enough to do it, but I'm not telling fucking nobody. (laughs) Sorry, I cut you off. No, it's fine. um, Oh, no, that's awesome. Mrs. Appy and I were, were training two different, were, were similar, but not. Um, uh, part of the most recent slow brew uh, beard club shipment we got came in with these Tio Rodrigo cervezas. They, they kind of own the Tio Rodrigo brand. And I have the Jamaica like hibiscus lager. That and Mrs. Good. Uppy has the Tio Rodrigo tangerine lager. Uh, and after drinking some pretty heavy beers earlier this evening, um, this is, I mean, this is, I mean, it's light. It's going to be perfect for the days we're going to have soon. Like I want to revisit this come summertime when it's, you know, when our balls are sweating at 9am. Um, yeah. This is going to be that perfect beer where it has flavor, but it's not heavy. And, you know, you know, one of those days where you're forced to drink before noon, this is the beer you want. Have you thought about going solar? Because on those days that your balls are sweating about 9 a.m., I keep I just keep the, the doors shut and we just run the AC. Yeah, you and I have had this conversation. My house was built like 60 some odd years before it was mandated houses were built mm-hmm. solar. And I think yours was built since the mandate. So yeah. you, you've been blessed. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I will say, and I was talking to uh, somebody else, I forget who it was not too long ago about this. We do not own our solar panels. The, the poor schmuck that, that buys our house next will inherit the contract, but we all we pay is $43 a month. 
and we don't pay, you know, we, we still have an energy bill cause we don't have a, a battery pack that stores the energy, the extra stuff that's going to the grid. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I've been looking at its production during the day, the busiest times of the day, we don't go really over production um, of what, what our solar panels are doing. And mm-hmm. we keep our house 68 to 71 mm-hmm. all times of the year. If I could, so I'm just it, saying 48, $48 no. a month and there's nothing down. It's their solar panels. So is it like, you I, don't I, get I the tax credits. You don't get the, the rebate checks every month uh-huh. from the, from the energy provider. Uh, and they, they have to manage the, the panels, but you pay them the $48 a month or whatever it is. So is it like you're leasing them? Yes, you're leasing them. You're straight up leasing them, and and theoretically, after you know, however many years we, pay, you know, if we were here for twenty five, thirty years, mm-hmm. um, they would theoretically come take the panels back off the house, because um, we would not, or we would buy them outright. But at that point, yeah. the I'm sure solar solar you know, technology will be crazy that you don't even want these anymore, you know? So. Right. At some point it's going to be antiquated, but I mean, mm. that is super sweet because honestly, like I know, so our house was built in 1950. We, we moved in in 2013. Um, and that first summer I didn't really know much family. Like my, my, you know, my parents, my dad, especially was a miser. Um, of course, you know, they live in PG&E territory where there's a special time of rate thing, mm-hmm. and, uh, time of day rate, and don't touch the thermostat until like 6 p.m. Don't do laundry unless it's after 6 and stuff like that. So I kind of like let loose when we first moved in this house. And especially since our house was built in 1950, uh, it was built without insulation. Uh <laughs> And I, I discovered uh, at that time, I, I did enjoy the house being 72 degrees. The problem is I couldn't afford the house to be 72 degrees because mm-hmm. at the point where in our house is like 1900 and something, 1930 square feet in that range. And for me to keep it at 72, we're probably pushing at least about $300 a month in the summertime. Yeah. Um, not to say I can't afford it. I'd rather not afford it. So I, since that first summer, it's been more like 76. But um, now that I'm a home office employee, um, where our bedroom is, is the worst. So sometimes I have to kick it on. even Because where the thermostat is, is in the better part of the house. So like the thermostat might say is 70, but probably my bedroom is like 80. And I would just have to kick it on just to take the take the edge off. But I'm jealous. At, but very, at very least, get a Nest uh, thermostat, and then you can you can just kick it on from your phone without having to get up. Right. Yeah, that's Nest because we had it. It was originally tied to the alarm system that we had, so we had an app for that. But then, after six years, we realized because we had a five year contract with the alarm, we let it go six years. We're like, well. We've been here six years, haven't been robbed yet. Probably could save $50 <laughs> a month, so we kind of canceled that. And then once we canceled that, 
our ability to use the app to control the thermostat went away. So yeah, now I have to be a schmuck who has to get up off my ass and walk the 30 yeah. steps. To, yeah. It is what it is. So, you my, know, our, in my soon to be advanced friends, age, I need that nest in that app. So I don't have you to. You know, our friends from Idiotville probably don't need the, uh, need the AC all that often uh, ever. So <laughs> In our minds, no. And there's some of them still have the window units and they run it like there's no tomorrow. And I'm like, Ooh, no, yeah. I'll be like, guys, it's like only 80 degrees outside. What's the deal? <laughs> 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 well, me, they're shivering like it's winter time and everybody else is just shorts and t shirts. Like it's nothing. You can always put on more layers, you can never make it colder. Right. Right. Yeah. It's me in pants and a hoodie shivering. And yeah, I can't, I can't handle it. <laughs> I'm the hoodie shorts and sandals. My toes are yep. starting to be cold, but uh, you know, I can handle that part of it, but yeah, no, they, they still run it. Like it's a big deal, but yeah, Miss, Mrs. Uppy being the California girl doesn't hold up as well, but like you said, yeah, you can always put more clothes on, but as Dill Spears from Mediaville would say, you know, you can only get so naked when it's too hot, but um, ha- having lived in both um, or visited some worse areas, I'd rather the dry heat, like desert climate that we have than to go somewhere where it's hot and humid. Like we've been to Miz- Southern Missouri in the middle of summer and I don't want to go back. I can deal with low temperatures and high humidity, AKA like uh, Northwestern Pennsylvania, I cannot do high heat and high humidity. So I don't think I'll be visiting my sister of Texas ever. We haven't yet, but I mean. Well, talking talking about heat, heat streaks coming up, you know, how about our A's, man? They're doing a little bit better than, uh, than, than we thought they would be doing about uh, 30 days ago, huh? Yeah, they're not in last play. And I thought about it, too. Like, the one thing I don't have is a foul ball. I came really close once, but my – and it was actually Frank Thomas. So, you're probably in high school because you're so much younger. Hey, I remember Frank. I remember watching him hit a ball ball into the rafters. Um, He hit the dome – the dome ceiling. And I was like – how, how is it even possible? Right, I went to, because I think he was with us for two years. And I think it was in the second year. I went to a game. I think I was in section 216, 217, maybe. 217 mm-hmm. is like one of my favorite sections. Uh, it's just for the audience who doesn't know. It's the second deck, but it's that section right behind home plate. And I think it's actually one of the better views you're going to get going to a game at the Coliseum. Um, he hit, a f- I must have been in 216, which is, the section over to the first base side. And uh, he hit a foul ball that went over my head, bounced off that the glass in front of that restaurant there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it came back my way. And I'm like, oh, shit, here's my chance. And I could have literally just slid and, like, did this. like just, But then, like, my drunk ass did, like, some – oh, I had to do some crazy move and do, like, you know – and it bounced off my mitt and the people in the row in front. No. And then, like, it was so bad that, like, the scoreboard operator put, like, air fan on the scoreboard. <laughs> <laughs> and so. That's embarrassing. It, it was super that embarrassing. That might be the most embarrassing I've heard in a while. 
Yeah. So, but I've been seeing that like only like 3,000 people are showing up to the games. I'm like, now would be the pretty time. good odds. Now would be the time to get a cheap ass ticket, sneak down to the lower bowl, and not. That's have to my play. thing. Is like I don't understand. If I was the ace, personally, if I was Cavill and having all these problems, mm-hmm. why don't you? You know, all these people. You know, they buy the tickets, whatever. You know, they buy. You know, my thing is let them all come down. Don't you? You know, invite them down yeah. to the lower bowl. Any open seat that's available that nobody's currently sitting is, you know, like just maybe even just like make it less known than that. Just tell your security, hey, it doesn't matter. I don't know if that's been the policy, but I think it would be beneficial for them to say, hey, we don't care because on TV, we need to not have fans. You know, it's just like for, you know, fans at concerts and stuff and you got to pack the general admission. You got to pack the, you got to pack the at least the panning view of the camera. <laughs> oh, and I couldn't agree more. That's actually how uh, Mrs. Epi and I ended up on the field at the Hell Omega tour that we went to with the Beardos is we were near-ish the field and the field wasn't full. So they kept running ushers up to the seats where we were with tickets for the, cause they rather the people be on the field as opposed to in the stand. So yeah, I agree. Like, like, why you know why what? do you want somebody in the third deck when you could have them, you know, have the time of their lives on, you know, first or third base side, oh, yeah. you know? So, I mean, everything, um, other, every, yeah, I agree. Everything other than diamond level should be like first come first serve. You know, something else was, that was interesting. I was look I was kind of deep into like looking at, and some of my perks as a Capital One credit card holder. Um, <laughs> and I was just looking, like, apparently Ooh, you boy. can use points to buy tickets uh-huh. to things. And I was looking at, like, different venues and stuff. And apparently you can buy, thing, you know, tickets at the A's game. Um, but the A's have, uh, or Capital One, apparently it looks like, buys a certain amount of tickets at every single stadium or venue that Mm -hmm. they want to and they block it out just it's a it's a capital one they're capital one seats and you can only get them being a capital one member now there's nothing special about them it's just fucking seats but (laughs) it's interesting that you know it's just like you you have this idea you know it's like with San Francisco kind of fans come to mind. It's like all these people that primarily go there are just kind of given those seats, except for the the schmucks that are willing to pay hundreds of dollars to right. go see, uh, you know, the, the giants go play some baseball. But um, it, it's interesting that, you know, I, I never would have thought that, you know, you could buy that. You could be sitting next to seats that only can be purchased anywhere by, a, a credit card company. I don't know. It's just right. kind of interesting. Um, it was like 10,000 points for two seats, which is the equivalent of like a hundred bucks. And I was like, nah, <laughs> I was like, that's too much. <laughs> there be like an MVP section for that. It was like first base side, like second or third row. And I was like, it was okay. But it was like, I'm sure you could probably buy a $10 seat. And like you said, go seek you know sneak down and go catch a few foul balls or get a few tossed to you from the visiting you know right <laughs> the visiting team so 
But I will say there's been a few bright spots. I, you know, I've been doing fantasy baseball this year, which I didn't think I was going to. And I just picked up a whole bunch of random A's guys. And, you know, I've, I've known some things about them, but you know, they've been, they didn't, they've been impressing me, you know, Sheldon noisy, um, the third baseman that we, that we had under Chapman for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've, I've been really impressed with him. Um, he's batting over 300 right now. Um, he has a few stolen bases. He just hit, knocked in three RBIs today. So he's over double digits now. Um, Pache, you know, he's not the greatest of hitters, but he's, he's a really good defensive guy. So when Ramon comes back from suspension and plays for us for a couple of weeks before he gets traded, you know, that'll be, uh, that'll be some fun times, I'm sure in the outfield. And, um, you know, aside from that, you know, it's been a surprising team. I think that's just got a lot of grit. Yeah. You know, you know, not only have they been winning games, they're scoring runs. It's not like they're completely, they're not like a bunch of chumps. Um, <clears throat> so there's that. I'm looking now. They are losing to the Guardians uh, 98 right now in the ninth. Your Guardians. What's that? Your your Ohio Guardians. <laughs> the Ohio Guardians. And our boy Jed Lowry is up to plate now. So, you know. Hey, this would be an interesting interesting idea since you know we just you know provide players for every other team you know this would never happen given our ace ownership currently but if you could have any player in the mlb right now come to the oakland athletics for whatever reason and play ball who would it be they have to be active i don't know that i know baseball enough anymore like Freeman, maybe. Like, I mean, who? who? Oh, yeah, Freddie Freeman. Yeah, Freddie Freeman would be good, but you know, it's like uh, some, you know, who replaced Freddie Freeman on on the uh, on his old squad. Is that Olson? That was Olson. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> they 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 thought Olson was better. <laughs> so yeah, you know, I mean, for for me, I you know, I think it'd be fun to have somebody flashy like uh, I don't know. Um, I think it, I, I really like Trey Turner. Trey Turner is a, a pretty good guy. He plays with the nationals. He's well-rounded. Mm-hmm. I just think, uh, you know, it'd be fun to have that flashy, you know, it's like thinking back to like Cespedes when mm-hmm. Cespedes was oh. going off and, and Donaldson, you know, that was the, those were good times. Cespedes back to back home run derby champion. Yeah, you know that you know can't get better than that. You know he's on the on the on the main stage back with the with the All Star games. That was that was fun. But. Yeah, um, I I still wonder because when I'm thinking about the A's ownership and the 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 moves they've made, where they they traded all of our stars, and again it's still early in the season, but it's not looking like such a bad thing, but PR-wise, it is. Um, but I won't fault them for Chapman because apparently I've read that Chapman was offered a fifteen or 10-year, $150 million contract. So they at least tried with Chapman. Um, but they did raise season ticket prices and they traded all the stars. Are they, are they trying to keep the fans away 
to cause more urgency with the city to be more helpful in getting into the stadium? Or are they doing it as a means to say, Oakland can't support the team, just let us go to Las Vegas? Like, I'm just trying to figure out I, what their actual angle is. But although I did see yeah. the governor of Nevada was saying that he would block a move of the A's getting public funding for a stadium in Nevada. So who knows? Well, I mean, you got to think about, you know, um, o- Oakland, the Raiders moved to Vegas. That took some money. That was not privately funded. <laughs> um, it was, you know, to an extent, but, you know, Nevada's on the hook for that. And, you know, it's, it's a chunk of change. But, you know, it's interesting because you, you see a lot of really upset season ticket holders for the A's right now. Mm-hmm. You know, the two two out of the 3,000 <laughs> probably at the game are probably <laughs> the season ticket holders. And they're just getting flipped. They got fleeced, you know, they got fleeced at the beginning of the year because they re-upped on their tickets and they're probably spending 35, 40 bucks a seat a game. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I got an email out today of them saying, Hey, we got $10 seats for tonight's fire star Wars firework. I saw that um, firework show tonight. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, dang, like season ticket holders must be pretty pissed. And, you know, they keep on putting little things out there like that, but, to be honest, it's not really enticing me to go to the game because I still know they're going to charge me $30 when I go to park. I still know I'm going to drop 20 plus dollars on both those tickets. I'm going to drop $30, $40 on food and then another $30, $40 on drinks. And, you know, it's still a hundred and something bucks. So, and right. our, <laughs> you know, our, 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 as we speak, our wonderful A's just lost. Just lost, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's like, and that just kind of reaffirms my decision to, you know, not try to, you know, go to something like that, you know, Which tonight. And super great. Like you said, they're offering $10 tickets to a fireworks night. The two days you can guarantee a quote-unquote sellout were bobblehead days and fireworks days. The fact that they're offering $10 seats to a fireworks night, got to show you how bad it is yeah and you know it's like my thing was like how what much what better of a year to bring back something like the access pass that just had so many good perks i was driving people to the ballpark when we didn't have a team and that was like very notable you know that we didn't know nobody really knew their names yet you know chapman was still a rookie olsen was still a rookie uh, ish and you know it was just it it drove people to the park so you know it's oh, it, yeah. it makes me makes me wonder like you said if you know what are they trying to do here are they really trying to just piss off their fan base and and force the move or are they really just that nearsighted and and thought you know you know maybe if we just you know get rid of everybody They'll force Oakland's city council or whatever to, you know, try I, to. I, I like to be the optimist. I, I feel like they're trying. I, I, I feel like we're just caught in a pissing match sometimes. We're caught in a know? pissing match, but I feel like they're at least doing it to force the city to be supportive. Um, I don't feel like they're doing it because they hope that they can move the team to Nevada. I, I don't think that. I think they're doing it to scare the city because, like, because does Oak? I mean, Oakland's what four hundred thousand? I mean, it's not like a, it's not San Francisco and it's not 
San Jose. But do they, does Oakland really want to be the city who's lost three professional teams and then have none? Like, mm-hmm. I don't think they want that. Well, and that's what I always kind of tell myself too, is like, what, what, you know, what is, what is Oakland able to really claim after these franchises leave? There's not going to be much there that drives people to Oakland except for Jack London Square, which is always seems halfway developed and, you know, businesses seem to be, <laughs> you know, revolving door over there. And then the only other reason I would go there is for the Oakland Zoo. But, I mean, you're not even really in Oakland at that point. <laughs> no, so yeah, you're not. It, <laughs> You know, it's funny you just mentioned Jack London Square because typically when, because you know, I used to follow like uh, I'll throw out a website, newballpark.org. Um, the guy who runs that site has been running it since like my first marriage, even before then, which would have been like the early two thousands, and it's built around following the A's path to a new stadium. So it's been there for like the Oak to ninety nine or Oak to six or whatever. Um, the Fremont ballpark plans, the San Jose ballpark plans, mm-hmm. like it's been around forever. Um, <clears throat> but and can you imagine? But you imagine those. People, I just want to say this. Sorry, those fuckers, those fucking San Francisco Giants, man. How how booming would it be right now having the stadium over in Mil, like over by Milpitas with with Santa Clara Stadium? Mm-hmm. And then having, you know, a badass A stadium right down the street just because they thought that we could take over San Francisco's market share. Right. Um, yeah, because it was funny to think that the Giants were so protective over San Jose when it actually put the A's further away from them than they are now. Because currently the two stadiums were like, what, six miles apart? And yeah. the San Jose would have made them 40 miles apart. And, and now they're trying to get even share, closer. But, but here's the thing, like, fans are fans. I mean, I wouldn't – if I lived in San Jose and I was a Giants fan, I wouldn't give a rat's ass if the A's were in town. I would still go to San Francisco to watch the Giants because I'm a fan of the Giants. I'm not going to go to the A's stadium to watch the A's play just because it's convenient. But what I was going to say was – if I can remember. Yeah, generally when you start to bash Oakland, it's the residents of Oakland who start saying, Oakland's nice, look at Jack London Square. That's usually the one thing they have to defend. But I was talking to one of my coworkers recently who has a friend who lives in Oakland who drives a Tesla and says more than once in Jack London Square, they've had their car broken into. <laughs> so I was like... Yeah, <laughs> yeah and you know, it's it's not even... I, I feel like the last couple of times I've been there, it's not even that that great to it's not even that fun you know it's like super impacted there's you know there's too many people being drawn there and not enough things mm-hmm. so the 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 time to wait to either go you know bowling or go just get a table for some more takes a while and then the the kind of restaurants that are out there don't really match the clientele i don't think mm-hmm. and it's like you got a couple seafood restaurants out there that are charging way too much and then you got you know, one burger spot and it's like, you know, it's, it's fun if you don't want to go all the way into the city. But aside from that, you know, once they leave, you know, it's like, there's not much left. That's, you know, it's like, I, 
I kind of stop at the Oakland Zoo, and you know, I also stop, you know, at Drake's. But yeah, aside from that, that you know, that's really still, you know, not it's not driving people into the heart of the city, which I think you know the city that city needs. So yeah, I mean, it, it's like stopping in Buffalo when you're to Niagara Falls. Do you really want to stop in Buffalo when you're that close to someplace better? No, you're not going to. Mm-hmm. Why am I going to stop in Oakland when if I drive just a little bit further, I mean, San Francisco, like, like I said, there's no drive to bring people there. Hey, you drive a little bit further, you go into Berkeley or you go into, you know, what's that other nice little town up above uh, Emeryville? Um, you, you cross the bridge. Oh, like, what is that? Marin? Like Marin County? Yeah, in Marin County, you know. Um, go visit you know, old, it's like, uh, George Lucas. You go over into, you know, maybe it's in San San Rafael. Now that mm. I think about it, but it's like, yeah, it's like, you know, it's like, um, what is that place? That's gonna that's gonna bother me. Um, yeah, it's right past like San Quentin, um, ish mm. area, um, like Lake Spur Landing kind of area. Um, but yeah, you know, it's like, you know, it's like, why would there's nothing there. I guess what I'm trying to say. You know, nothing that I'm I'm stopping for. And right. And all, be a bummer. All, all I can say is like I uh, we went when little Uppy was a newborn, like literally three weeks old. We went to an A's game and it was July third. And we stayed in Alameda and then we went and spent July fourth in San Francisco. And after because the A's game was a day game, I think. And we we're looking for a place for dinner. So we went to Jack London Square. And I, I remember we went to like some wood fired pizza place, but it was, I remember it, but it wasn't like anything to write home about. Like, I didn't leave thinking, we got to go back someday. That was awesome. Like, I don't know. So the one thing they had to be proud of is still not even that great. <laughs> I think, I think the moral of the story here is, you know, a revitalization of that place would be awesome. It would keep generations of fans that have been here rooted in Oakland for generations. And, you know, um, you've lost so much already. You know, it's like I I'm personally, you know, it's it, it it's hard for the, you know, those fans that are really, you know, dedicated to to lose their their raiders to lose their warriors mm-hmm. so so and also to lose their baseball team would be pretty uh-huh. tough and you know that that might not might not hurt the generation of fans that are currently you know fans like me or you know you but that generation, the next generation, there's nothing for them. You know, what, you know, who's going to be the closest baseball team for them? Fucking giants. And you know, who are they going to go be allegiant to the former Oakland A's? No, they're going to go fucking wear black and black and orange. So, um, we can't have that. No, we can't. That just sounds gross. So, But, you know, that, that, that's kind of, in my opinion, that's where their mindset should be is, you know, understand, you know, it, it's a market and they're going to lose that market. And, you know, they might, might have a little bit of a, 
of a fly-in market and in Vegas, but is that yeah. you know? Is that is that really? Uh, I'm not sure how many people are going to go to fucking Vegas too and watch a baseball game when, like, the, I I feel like you go there for like an hour and then okay I'm gone and go back to you know your other things on the strip you know it's like you don't people don't wander in and out of baseball games. No, and baseball is completely different than football, right? Because football they just have to sell out ten times, and football is spaced out enough where you can actually plan around it. Um, baseball, you have to have the, the the people already there because it's an eighty-one day commitment, and you need more people <laughs> to do that. And I, I don't mm-hmm. know that. I mean, obviously, Las Vegas is bigger than Oakland, but Las Vegas isn't surrounded by San Francisco and uh, San Jose and us in the Central Valley. Because once you like get outside of Henderson, I'm pretty sure there's nothing. So, and like I said, I'm sure you know. I'm sure that would. I'm sure the casinos would probably have a lot of a lot of tickets reserved and all that kind of stuff. I'm sure they could probably fake a sellout a lot of times. But you know, I, I I'd say there's probably a good opportunity. You know, what what's what's an A's game in Vegas during the week gonna look like? What's a when? What's a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday game uh, series gonna look like? Like, <laughs> it's gonna be pretty fucking empty. Yeah, because I mean, it, it, it's not the same as hockey. Because I mean, granted, the Golden Knights have been successful, but that's what wanting or needing seventeen thousand people forty-one times. But that's indoor in a cold facility. Like a hockey arena is pretty chill. Just you know, the ice. I mean. Obviously, assuming a baseball stadium in Vegas would be domed, but 35,000 people 81 times, I don't see it. Like, I'm pretty sure the casinos have been like, all right, we got enough. Like, we got football and hockey. Like, we don't want any more distractions away from. Yeah, and, and, and some of those bigger weekends, too, when the, when the Raiders are in town, too. Mm-hmm. Are you going to go watch the Raiders? Are you going to watch the A's? You know, so. Exactly. Um, I don't know. It, it's just, it's a, it's a shit, it's a shit show, so. It's a shit show. What else we got? What else we got coming up? Um, yeah. Well, it's going to be May, so uh, pretty soon it's going to be summer. Uh, not that anyone cares. Next week is my 40th birthday, so there's that. Um, it's a big barbecue. I expect to see you, Ch- Chitty, next Saturday. Still need the, the details and the invite. but You know where I live? Just show up, bro. <laughs> <laughs> You've been here before. How tasty the address. <laughs> uh, uh, well, let's see. Oh, um, we went with the Beardos, uh, minus Mrs. Beardo, to the San Jose Earthquakes game last Saturday. And the Earthquakes beat the Seattle Sounders four to three. And nice. Pretty awesome because we inadvertently bought tickets where all the Seattle fans were. And they're just as annoying in soccer as they are in football. So, <laughs> but we got a four three win. So that was awesome. Um, so, yeah, I mentioned the birthday. Just, you know, May just preparing for summer. Getting the for us here at the Yuppie household, we're just getting the backyard the ready. Pool reset, the pool ready to go. Yeah, we got to put the new one up. Um, it, it's here. It's it's over there. Maybe this weekend. 
Um, it won't take much effort. It's just a matter of doing it. So, yeah, we're, we're about ready. And then filling it. What's that? And then filling it. And then, wow. Yeah. You just drop the hose in and walk away for a few hours. And man, for a, for a, for a guy that's worried about that that AC bill, you know, filling up a, a big ass pool doesn't seem too uh, worrisome. <laughs> the water is cheap. It would only cost me like ten dollars to fill it up. Running the pump and the AC jacks up the bill like another hundred dollars a month. That I'm not crazy about, but I can deal for three months. But our daughter's enjoyment is. That is true, and if you're if you're going to be a stingy fuck about the AC, then you you might you got to give some sort of way to cool down too when it is a hot as balls. Well, so. if I had to choose between the two, I'd crank it down to sixty. <laughs> 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 but Mrs. Uppy is correct. <laughs> the children having the time of their lives is obviously worth it. It just oh yeah, it hurts. It hurts. That money could go yeah. to more Trulies or something, but. Are you going to start buying my Trulies? I can't now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Ask me in the but winter the, time the pump, cold. The pump's got to start, it's, the pump's got to start getting run again. Trulies are out. Hey, maybe the dying breed beer should be out, huh? <laughs> maybe it maybe should be out. Well, speaking of dying breed beer, uh, Beardo and I are going to be going to the Lodi Beer Fest tomorrow afternoon. So oh, that sounds fantastic. Is a good time. Maybe you'll be there. I don't know. Uh, I can't. Be no. <laughs> with, a, with a yawn and a shake of the head. No, no, no. I'm I'm already leaving Sunday morning ish, and and the wife would kill me if I left tomorrow too. So, hey, and then Monday, and then Monday night, I'm done. Yeah, but I will be in, I'll be actually in your area a little bit uh, on Sunday. I'm in Ripon, and then Monday I'm at the Double Tree. Okay. At night, and then Tuesday I'm at a conference during the day at the Double Tree again. Interesting. So yeah, you won't be too far away at all. Yeah. Good old downtown Modesto. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, better than downtown Oakland, in my opinion. <laughs> A lot safer anyways. Um, (laughs) Well, with that said, uh, thank you, Chitty, for joining. Thank you, Mrs. Eppie, for providing some great (laughs) one-liners. I got a thumbs up. All right, well, thank you all for tuning in and uh, enjoy. Hey, we did two weeks in a row we did a show. That's amazing. That's good for us. So uh, have a great week, everyone. And until next time, we wish you a good afternoon, good evening, and good night. I'll call you one love